Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. So we're here on this plane in order to get across it to get to the gates of the moon, where we need to obtain Saloon's permission to pass to the Great Wheel, where we will get to speak with Timora. Ah, the gates of the moon. Uh, indeed, that is quite the journey. We did it, we did it, we made it, we made it. Yes, yes. Endless feasting and war for us. Yes, yes. And uh, you hear one of them go, man, I thought dying was going to hurt. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> it's nearly complete. I've got the form of what I imagine this goddess of the moon would look okay. like. So a dwarf. She looks like a dwarf. She's slender and a bit taller, but it's my best, my best uh, interpretation. And then I take my fire staff, which is like a toothpick for me now, yeah, and break that small. in half. Whoa! <laughs> Are you sure? I'm, I'm really sure about this. Are you really sure? Yeah. Meta, was... are you sure? Oh, I'm totally sure. Heroes not included. Well, didn't you modify it to put the focus on there? So wouldn't the focus not crumble with the rest of the staff? Just the staff would crumble. Right. Yeah, you put the focus on it, didn't you? I did, yeah. Well, it's then just you can take the focus the off. Okay. It doesn't, and it's not attached then to the that's staff. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, Because yeah, I just want the dragon head. Okay. Yeah. Just, which is my focus. Just All right. take it off, and then you can just So instead of snapping in it in half, you just rip the dragon head off. I ripped the dragon head off. Still then, a little shocking, probably, <laughs> to people. <laughs> and then I put this, I set the staff in my pocket, I guess, because I'm a gigantic. <laughs> and I lay the great axe down. Someone's excited. And then I, on, the, on, the, on my lap, I guess, because I have a huge lap, too. I lay it down, and I put the dragon head to it, and then I cast Mending to fuse it together. Okay, so you mend the dragon head to the bottom of the great axe shaft. Okay. So you have a great axe with a dragon head on the bottom. Yes. Oh, dragon head's like this big. Yeah. So it's, yeah not it's not a real dragon head. It's, it's it's like I'm, it's I'm sitting here imagining the, the balance. And the <laughs> yeah, you're not sure. You feel like, you know, your own personal experience, Baron, <laughs> with uh, weapon making and smithing, you feel like that's probably not the most balanced. But then again, Erock is a master of time and space. Mm-hmm. So... Very smart. I know what I'm doing. I pick up the new axe... And I look at it, and I smile, mm-hmm. and then I put that down in my other pocket, and then I scoot over to the uh, the gentleman who is offering his camp yeah. and tell stories, and I ask him about Odin. Odin? What do you want to know about Odin? What was he like? I have no idea. What's this, what stories were you told about him? Tell me everything about Odin. I know he only has one eye. Why? Well... The story goes that he plunged down to the depths of the world tree to retrieve the runes that gave us language. 
magic and power, insight, knowledge. In exchange for that, he had to give up an eye. Mm. Sacrifice. That's kind of like what I just did with my staff by taking the dragon head off and then putting it to my axe. I sacrificed it for the greater good. Are you all here for Midsummer? For Midsummer? From Midsummer. What's Midsummer? Midsummer? You don't know what Midsummer is? Mm-mm. Doesn't ring a bell. This Midsummer is when deeds are brightest and the heart is most daring. And he looks over at, uh, you know, Perrin's army, who are currently in the midst of conversations about how best to die. Mm. Who's going to die the best? And um, the main debate right now is what kind of pose they want to die in so when they wake up, when they come back from life, they're in certain, they're in certain poses. <laughs> how to be the most radical corpse. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you know, it's like I said, it's, you know, frat, frat boy Vikings, mm. right? So we're not talking about, you know, real winners here. Anyway, they're having this debate, and he kind of, uh, the old man kind of looks over at them, and, and he says, Boys, are you ready for Midsummer? And they all kind of turn, and they're like, Yeah, Midsummer! Ah! When deeds are brightest and the heart is most daring! They all shout. And most of the barbecues occur. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I assume that's why you brought all of these men with you. For the midsummer battle. Uh, nope. Just just here for getting to saloon. That what I told you was why we're here. Well, this does not sound great. He says the entire plane erupts in a battle. <sighs> the whole land is awash with brawling battles and fights. I thought we were done with bad places, guys. Sounds all right. And in the evening, those who remain drink, and then on the morrow, we feast. This is... This doesn't sound like an event with visitors. He looks looks over at the boys, he goes, that is a good day to die. And they're all like, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Well, night is definitely falling. Though you haven't seen the moon, but you, you do get a sense that there is moonlight coming from somewhere. And the old man kind of slumps down off of sitting on on the log to kind of leaning up against the log. He says, remember, make for the oak shot. For on top of that, you will find the moon. Can do. He kind of wraps up a cloak around. Kind of rolls up into the cloak a little bit. Ranger sleeping. I like it. And uh, nods off. I fall asleep too. Okay. There's quite a bit of snoring. It's quite loud, quite <laughs> boisterous. Uh, Baron's frat boys. Baron's boys. Baron's boys. The BBs. The BBs settle down and eventually fall asleep. Pretty much about where they were kind of hanging out. You know, like kind of, some of them drunk, drunk themselves into stupors. Aspen and Baron. Yeah, I'm probably going to go sleep as far away from everyone as I feel is reasonable. Okay. Because I don't want the rowdy boys to wake me up. And Iraq is rather loud right now, and I don't want to be near him when he shrinks. Okay. Um, I stay awake for a while by the campfire, waiting for it to die down, just maintaining and mending and polishing. I haven't 
Haven't given my equipment a good once over in a while. That's true. Could use a good, yeah. uh, good bit of a gear. While you're sitting there, and you're kind of polishing. And I chat with Nindir next to the fire. Okay. You see, while you're doing that, flying across the sky, you see this winged woman wearing chainmail and a. What did you say the old man was doing? Sword. He's sound asleep. Okay, okay. Just me, all by myself. Yep. Okay. Comes flying over and kind of dives down into the trees, and you see. Comes up out of the trees a second later, carrying a body. Oh, I like this place a lot. <laughs> Says Nindir. Yeah. Yeah, it would be an okay place to end up. Yeah, right. Hey, did you hear about that battle, Midsummer? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna hit a few people real hard, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the most convenient <laughs> for our current mission, but uh, I cannot lie and tell you that I'm not interested in seeing in seeing such a spectacle. Right. I wouldn't bet on the boys, though. Ah, they'll find their their place. Yeah, right on the other end of an axe or a hammer. Yeah, but then at some point, one of these uh, friendly uh, bird women will come and scoop them up. <laughs> and then they'll be the happiest they've ever been. Yeah, I think it's a place for a dwarf. Or do they only do that for the other people? It's good enough. But, uh, I think there's, there's a better place for the dwarves. I can't imagine a dwarf woman with wings flying across the sky. It wouldn't suit me. <laughs> they ain't burying me deep in the ground. But these boys are happy, and they will achieve their life's destiny? Yay, they're idiots. They're idiots that seem to know their place <laughs> in the world, and they are really okay with it. Should, we should all be so lucky. Right? Hey, I happen to be one of those. I know my place. Hit it. Hit it hard. Yep. Yeah, and you are, you are one, you are so good. Smashing into people's faces. Well, you know, I do happen to be a pretty good hammer. <laughs> the finest. He says, you know, everything happens to look like a nail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where we see completely eye to pommel. <laughs> But I assume at some point you uh, fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, I tuck in. Tuck in. Morning comes with the dawn. Erok, you wake with a start to find yourself laying amidst a pile of wood. Broken okay. branches, trees. <laughs> the breeches underneath your robe mm -hmm. have completely ripped out <laughs> as this staff is here. Mm -hmm. And you get the sense that as you shrunk that it just kind of went <laughs> <laughs> and you see the axe that you made kind of down on the ground next to you and it's ripped out of the other part of your your pants so now your pants are pretty much hanging on by uh, how they're belted around the waist at first you're a little distressed by it but then you realize that it's much fr it, it's free actually a little breezy yeah but you know what it's not bad. Yeah, I'm gonna go forward in, in this. I'm gonna. I take off the the pants inside. Yeah. yeah. And I thank them for their hard work, and I throw <laughs> them on the uh, campfire. Okay. Yeah, you kind of stumble over the pile of wood that was your bed. <laughs> at one point, you notice that the old man is not there. Hmm. Is any of my stuff missing? Are you waking? Uh, yeah. I assume that. Yeah, no, everyone has all their stuff. No, no stuff was taken. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't a riverboat. It's okay. <laughs> no stuff was taken. 
The BBs, Baron's boys, are a little uh, distraught, however. Oh. Because Frederick has not awakened. Still sitting there impaled on antler horns, huh? Still laying there where uh, they put him. And they had worked real hard to put him into a funny position so that when he woke up, he'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> but he still is in the position in which they put him, and rigor mortis has set in. So He's stuck like that now. Yeah, he's... he's... I say, um, I told you it's not an impressive way to die. <laughs> that first death is an ex- extremely important one. Let this be a lesson to all of you. <laughs> you can see that they, they're taking a moment to pause and to consider their choices. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcast, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. All right. What is the plan? Where do we go? We gotta get up that mountain, guys. We go to that oak shot. So we're climbing a mountain? Yeah. All right. Everyone stretch. Well, what's left of uh, the camp? Does it look like the person disappeared, or does it look like they packed up and left? Well, they didn't have much to begin with. Right. So it's tough to say, you know, whether they just disappeared or whether they just got up before everybody and left. You know, the fire's in about the same spot. You can see a spot near the log that he had been laying up against that clearly shows where someone had spent the night. Okay. But without making a, a good tracking check via survival, it'd be tough for you to... I will... You gonna try Survive. No. Six. Yeah, yeah. He's He just must have taken off for the day. Fair enough. That works. But you turn and you look towards the mountain, and it's incredibly picturesque. You can see the kind of the trees climbing up the side of it until it gets to the tree line. And... You see this massive granite rock that leads the rest of the way. Would a 17 on survival help me find a trail? Yeah, a 17 on survival would help you find a trail. Yeah, you can essentially use that to kind of maneuver up to the tree line. Baron's boys kind of fall in line. Uh, They're not too pleased with this this idea of having to climb a mountain. They were really kind of excited about maybe, you know, going and finding some way to die well. Very excited about fighting things. We might... There could be people on this mountain. We don't know. Your chance is coming, boys. Yeah. <laughs> you could say that. Um, Think of it as training. This is the training montage. Yeah, so you get this sort of hiking montage, right? Occasionally in the montage, it kind of focuses in on Baron, kind of pointing out the way. People are hiking. You're going up the switchbacks, back and forth, you know. Occasionally you see Aspen pointing at a bird and laughing. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you know, the camera... Dumb bird. Kind of, camera kind of pans around. You see E-Rock there. It looks like he's, you know, eating. eating. <laughs> so finally you get up to the tree line. And from here, you can tell that it's going to have to be actual climbing. So, I need to know in what order you're climbing. 
I see that we've gotten somewhere where we got to go up a uh, something a bit more steep, right? Yep. It's pretty much a rock face the whole way up. Um, I start pulling out of my bag of holding a ladder. <laughs> I have a ladder in here. <laughs> I thought I had a climbing kit. There you go. I think Aobard had that. Oh, yes, that's right. Nope, I got a climber's kit. No! Um, so yeah, I just pull out all the equipment I can I can muster to say, okay, how are we going to make this easier? I go, um, Aspen? Yes? Ever thought about being an ape? No, but it'd be fun. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few spells you got. Might as well use it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming that that makes, turns Aspen into a... Giant ape. A giant ape. Can it be a grape ape? <laughs> he has the color purple. <laughs> All he can say is grape ape. Grape ape! You're a giant ape, which means you are essentially uh, a King Kong. <laughs> what do you do, Aspen? Do you strike a pose? Do you beat your chest? Do you... Dab. Dab. <laughs> I do not dab. <laughs> Aspen does not dab. <laughs> I, I probably jump Throw around, screeching a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excitedly, in a happy way, not in like a I'm gonna eat your face way, because sometimes apes can be like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Baron's boys are pretty well freaked out by the whole thing. <laughs> I bet. Hmm. I pat of, one of them on the head. <laughs> you see some of them kind of starting to run for the forest. <laughs> I, I set an example, and I, I look at it and say, don't embarrass me, boys. <laughs> and then I wait for... Us to do what I assume we're gonna do, which is take all that rope. Let's tie off. Time to, we gotta go. Only an hour. <laughs> yeah, you gotta never get to the top. I grab a rope, start tying it around me. <laughs> I start handing ropes out. Chain around the eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. Any, any, anything you can to tie as many of everybody off, and then around Aspen. Aspen. The, you got a little gorilla. mobile now of <laughs> giant gorilla. Right. So, here's how we're going to do this. Um, Aspen, as the giant ape, this massive gorilla, is going to be making a, a full athletics check. Everyone tied to him is going to be making an athletics check, but only at half DC. And that's not necessarily to see if you fall, that's more to make sure that you are able to keep yourself from slamming against the rock and giving yourself your own concussions or something. Okay. Yeah, don't bludgeon yourself, boys. <laughs> So, that's how we're going to do this, and uh, it's going to be an athletic strength check for everybody, and as a massive ape... I get a plus nine. You get plus nine. Give me one second here, because I think, I I walk over to Erock, and I say, hey, let's not embarrass ourselves this time, and I mutter a short prayer. (laughs) Little guidance. (laughs) Of, uh, not guidance, it's enhanceability. I give us each... Bull's strength. We feel strength-y. You right. feel emboldened. And emboldened. I burn a third level spell. All right. So, everybody, give me a uh, strength athletics check. Ooh, 27. Nice. 12. It's a 9. Oh, good. Uh, 19. Yeah, so, uh, so far so good. Let's check on Baron's boys here. Let's see how they end up doing. Yeah, they're kind of getting knocked about a little bit. They're having a hard time figuring out exactly how this whole climbing thing works. 
Their adrenaline was high when they when they all tied off too, so they're probably <laughs> a little haphazard. Well, this is kind of their first time climbing a mountain. It's true. All right, Aspen. Uh, twenty-one. Nice. Everyone else. Twelve. Twenty-eight. Wow, very nice. Athletics is my jam. It is your jam. You have saved me twice so far, <laughs> Richie, just for the record. You do hear uh, a few more grunts and smacks and hits and trips and stuff coming from beneath the three of you. Keep going. Twenty-eight. Yeah, this is not a problem for you, Aspen. You're finding this to be a very enjoyable experience. It's cool being an ape. Other than a whole bunch of people hanging on your gut. Yeah, it's a little... The weight around my hips is a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I like by cutting in a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's going to leave a little mark. A little rash. And it doesn't help that the Barons boys tend to be a little thrashy. Fourteen. Fourteen? Fifteen. Yeah, looking good. You're making good time. You're making good progress. You are definitely far above uh, the tree line now. And by the looks of it, you maybe have... Another 300, 400 feet. You say we're getting above the tree line? So I get oh, yeah. Well, well above the tree line. Do we yes. hear a wizard <laughs> shouting incantations across the Mickey <laughs> Boys Atlas? will never make it. <laughs> the hobbits! This will be the death of the hobbits! <laughs> if I look Let back... Let the ring bear decide. Like, over my shoulder, what do I see? Do I... So you're kind of climbing up like this, and you kind of look back over your shoulder, and you see the land kind of stretched down beneath you. You can kind of see the spot where you had camped. You can kind of see uh, the beach where you kind of came ashore. And you see a sea that kind of just goes until it kind of looks like it reaches a point on the horizon, and you see kind of floating up above the sea, you see another kind of continent-like thing. And as it kind of comes up like this you feel the mountain that you're on begin to shake. Like a tremor, like an earthquake tremor. And it begins to kind of vibrate and shake a little bit. That's disconcerting. But keep pressing on. Yeah, we're going to keep going. You think that maybe one of Baron's boys is dead. You don't know. (laughs) This is wiggling the rope. 29. This is not a good way to die! (laughs) Not a good way to die! All right, and... uh, you inspired folk? Uh, 16. 24. Yes, looking good. Looking great. That one just saved the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, 25. 25. Nice. You are doing well. Mm-hmm. 17. Ooh, 14. 14, looking good. Looking great. You may be dragging up some dead weight, <laughs> quite literally. Oof, duh. Uh. But you're getting very close to the top. Twenty-five. Looking great. You think it? You think you have one more huge push? I kind of 17. shout excitedly. Grunt happily. Twenty. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Nice. All right. You kind of climb up to the rest of the way, and you notice that there is a slope just beneath the uppermost ridge. But it, it flattens out enough that uh, you think everybody should be able to stand as long as, you know, no one goes leaning over in one direction or another. People should be fairly secure. Okay. I pull us all up onto this ledge. You pull us all up onto the ledge. Uh, sure enough, there is another two dead. 
Down to nine boys. Mm. One of them, you're not entirely sure how it happened, but gets pulled up with the rope kind of wrapped around a leg and an arm. Another one looks like a rock hit him on the head. <laughs> kind of a spot of the skull where it looks a little soft and there's some blood. But the rest of them seem to be in good shape. I go over to the two dead ones and I yeah. say, Peace be upon you, brothers, and I kick them off. Okay. After I hatched it there. Uh, I was going to say, make sure you hatch that. Okay, yeah, you cut it and you kick them off and they go bouncing down. And one of the guys goes, we'll see you tomorrow. They're going to look so cool down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre angles. <laughs> All right. Well, do you remember what the direction was that he gave you? Towards the horizon. Follow the moon. Mm-hmm. Where the twilight meets the horizon. The twilight meets the morrow. Morrow. Yeah. But from up here, he said that you should be able to spot the moon never far from the horizon. Mm-hmm. So you scan around, and the other side of the mountain, which we will call north, uh, you look to the north, and off in the northeast, the very far side of the continent, and what looks like uh, a massive ocean that kind of just stretches out. You find the moon. Look, there. Ooh, the moon. Do I see where the twilight is meeting day? Yeah, and you know what? It's funny. When you look directly at the moon, and where the moon is, it looks as though there is this sort of twilight that kind of falls on the continents that are floating closest um. by. Hmm. I'm gonna go that way. You also know, Erock, that it has taken a good part of the hour to get up here. I go. You're not gonna be an ape much more. I'm still an ape. I can't talk. <laughs> I'm not. Babe. I'm not an understanding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you are on top of the mountain, and you've spotted the moon, and you can tell that you have a long hike in front of you. But first, you have to figure out how you're going to get down. Because in a few minutes' time, you will no longer be the great ape. So we're not up to where we need to be. We're just on a nice ledge. Well, you're pretty much at the top. Okay. Yeah. How tall is it? The mountain? Mm-hmm. Several thousand feet. What are you thinking? Feather fall down with everyone tied to you? The thing is... Well, feather fall last, it works on uh, up to five creatures... Or I can turn you into a giant eagle, and we can just coast down. And I'm comfortable being a giant eagle. I've been a giant eagle several times now. So I feel like I have an understanding of how a giant eagle's physics work. And maybe I can use that controlled descent to get us farther out, too. Just kind of coasting out. Like base jumping as a giant eagle. And I go, oh, I got it! And you turned into a giant eagle. Enjoy. Majestic bird. All right. Aspen, you find yourself uh, a, a giant, to be a giant eagle. I spread my wings and I crawl. <laughs> nice. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. 
Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero. Hero.